So, Halsey, how are you? It's so good to have you on the line. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I'm really good. I am in LA. I'm working on my record right now. And every day feels like a good day because I get to make stuff. I like making stuff. I feel like every day is definitely a good day. One, when you're in LA. And two, when you're being (laughs) creative, you know? Yeah, heck yeah. Now, Without Me is everywhere right now. So congratulations. All the little applause emojis I'm giving you right now. We love it in the UK. Congrats. Yeah, it's like so crazy to have this record, you know, I've been kind of having this moment in the UK because I've obviously been playing shows over in the UK for a couple of years. And when I put out my first album, Badlands, there was like this really incredible like cult reaction, I think, over in the UK for me. And it was really, really amazing. You know, we were we did Brixton and we did all these like crazy shows and it was in the beginning and like my music had never been on the radio before. Mm. I think, you know, my fans always would always tell me these stories about how they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to see Halsey and people would be like, who? You know what I mean? So they're all, they're all, I think they're, it's more of their moment than my moment, if anything, because now they're kind of getting this opportunity to be like, see, I told you. And it's like, it's like they're getting their moment. Awesome. It's so cool that you, you know, that you went to places like Brixton, though. Such a, a great place to be for live music. And I feel like you're helping a lot of people that are going through breakups and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was obviously going through one, and it was very public, and I'd never really experienced anything like that before. So, you know, it was kind of this, like, experience of, like, people were asking me what I thought before I even had time to really figure out what I did think. You know, it was like, tell us, tell us, like, what are you thinking, what are you feeling? And I was like, I don't know, I haven't decided yet, and I need to process this. Mm. (laughs) And I realized, like, how kind of, like, how weird that phenomenon was. But I also realized that moment of being scared to, how you feel or scared to tell the truth or scared to whatever that's not limited to just me because I'm in the public eye there's a lot of people who are in relationships who maybe like silenced by their partner or silenced by the other end and then they're kind of like holding on to this feeling of like gosh if only everybody knew what I did for you or only if only you know everybody knew how much you took me for granted or took advantage of me Yes. And I realized that was such a universal feeling. And so I kind of just put that into into the record. You know? So if they couldn't speak up or they felt the way that I felt where they couldn't really say what was going on or say the truth because they were scared or they want, it was you know complicated that they could do it through my record, you oh, know, where I they could that. sing that song as loud as they wanted to. And like, that was their way of kind of getting it off their chest. Do you know what? That is, and I, it's so funny because I never even realized that you felt like that. Like, as in, it's so interesting to think that because you're spot on. I think there's so many times when you come out of a relationship and you think, oh, I feel like I can't really say what's really gone on here, either because you're protecting someone or either because you, you, it's better that you say nothing. And there is like a feeling of frustration and a feeling of like, you know, when you just you're sitting on it and you're, you're not only are you getting over what's happened, but you're also getting over like the anger of how you don't you want to feel like vindicated and you want, you know, there's a certain amount of justice that you don't get. So it's so nice yeah. that people can feel that through the record. And I completely didn't even look at it that way. And it's so nice that you've given people a gift like that. That's wicked. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It's like I was I joked around in the beginning that you can always tell like you always tell what someone's going through based on how they sing without me. Because if they sing it and they're kinda like, haha, like girl, like whatever, it's like you can tell that they got out of a relationship and they're like they have the upper hand and they're in the better position and they're like Haha, like you don't have me anymore. And then someone <laughs> they sings it the and they're like, Yeah, and then if someone else sings it and they're like, Dad, and they're like, 
it's a sad song to them because it's a weird song. It's like the lyrics are really emotional, but you can kind of like bop to it a little bit. And like, I can always tell based on like how people sing the song, like people will sing it and they'll be like, the first time I played it for some of my friends and stuff, there were people who would hear the song and they'd be like, wow. And I'm like, oh, you're hurting. Like if someone hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there were other people that would hear the song and they'd be like, hell yeah, speak your truth. Like say that. Like, you're better <laughs> off. And I'm like, oh, okay. And you can, I can always just tell what someone's going through based on, like, whether Without Me is a sad song or a happy song to them, you know? But when you originally had written it and performed it, did you feel, like, just so much more empowered? It's so... It evolved so much through the process because I put it out really fresh. Like, the thing about making a record, especially when you're making an album, is that you write a song about something that happened six months ago. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to finish the song, so it takes, like, two months, and then you wait for the album to come out. And, like, by the time you're singing about this thing, it's a thing that happened a year ago, and you're yeah. kind of, like, feel differently about it. That's true. But without me, I like I wrote it and I put it right out as it was happening. So all the performances and all the growth of the song literally reflected my growth through the process. Because it's like when I first put the song out, the first performance I did was on an award show. And it was just like really angry, hurt. And then I did another performance that was kind of like sad and apathetic and stripped back. And like you could tell I was really just so exhausted by the process. Mm. And then, you know... Like a week later, I was on the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show with all these like supermodels around me, like, haha, okay, never mind. Like, all right, go on, live without me, let's see. You know, and that was like, <laughs> that was really cool. So you can kind of see my growth and how the song changed for me and how I even interpret my own song differently wow. as I'm coming to that catharsis, you know? Yeah, it's such a form of a cathartic expression, isn't it, to write? And like you said, I'm so glad I asked you that because it's interesting to see that, like, obviously, you've got like that natural kind of like duration of time that it takes you to to get it out the tune and then in that time you're healing or you're and the thing about breaking up with someone and going through that whole process is sometimes you feel happy sometimes you feel angry sometimes you're upset and then other times you're like boom i'm over it like so it is like different stages and then you're then performing it in different moods it's it's quite interesting another really massive breakup from back in the days was justin timberlake and britney and obviously a lot Mm -hmm. of people were speculating about crimea river was about her i mean she had pretty practically had a lookalike of her in the video but i love that you've done a nod to crimea river in your track because for me justified is one of my favorite albums and yes i love that you had that little moment in there too yeah, I mean, it was the most poignant breakup song of my... I think it's, like, the first breakup song I remember from being a kid, you yeah. know? And, like, I was my first, like... That was the first celebrity couple that I ever cared about. Yeah. You know, I was, like, obsessed with Justin and Britney because I was, you know, a 90s kid. And, like, I remember watching all that go down. And so when I was writing the song, like, it kind of had the same energy in a way. But, yeah. like, I was like, gosh, like, how do I say what I want to say... Without saying it. Without, you know, I don't know. I just, it was such a complicated thing and such a sensitive thing. And I was thinking about Crimea River and the song had this, like, it kind of reminded me of Crimea River without directly sampling or referencing anything in it. And then when we got to the bridge part, I didn't know what to put in the bridge at first. And then it just kind of came to me because it's like the perfect way of saying what you want to say without having to say is like, you don't have to say just what you did. I already know. Yeah. It's like, that says everything there. I don't have to like air out someone's dirty laundry or cause, you know, that was my moment. Like instead of jumping on my Instagram live and ranting about someone, it was like, I just put it there. 
and I used yeah. his, he did it so tactfully. Yeah. Um, and he was so cool about it too. I remember being like, Hey, um, can I borrow part of your song? <laughs> Is that what like, you've got to do? Yeah. When it's like a little bit like that, I guess you do, don't you? Because I wonder when does something become like a direct, like sample-ish slash just a reference and when do you have to ask permission? So so you spoke to Justin, yeah? What did he say? Was he really thrilled? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, I think with stuff like that, I probably could have gotten away with just putting it in, but that's not really my style. I yeah. like, because I write my own music, I think you know, credit where credit is due. And like, if mm. someone else referenced me, like I would hope that they'd reach out and like, you know, be like, Hey, I'm sharing this part of you. You know what I mean? Cause if, mm. if he was going through anything close to what I was going through writing that song, then I know how poignant it was for him. And it only felt right to like ask to borrow what is like a very intimate, you know, part of his life. And he's so, so cool about it. And like, really, really excited. And it was like funny cause I, I listed him as a writer on the song because of it. Oh and, man, that's so nice. Yeah. So on the song, the song went number one here in the States on Billboard. And wow, congrats I, for that, by the way. We we, we know all about you. it, and we were like, that's so insanely good. Thank you. It was cool because I was like, me and Justin Timberlake really have a number one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That's so that's so sick on so many levels. And you know what? When you mentioned that energy is similar, I, I remember such a lot about that track because I remember in an interview they said he kept saying he he had this little line where he was like, "I'm not bitter, I'm bettered," and I just thought, "Oh, that's so good." And it it does have that same energy. It's a little bit like it's like you're getting through something, but you're kind of like, "I'm forgiving, but I'm not forgetting." And that's so much about what that tune was. It was like, you know what? Rather than to be fair to Britney, you know, without getting into the whole you know details of it all, she kind of went down a different path and she had like a few upsets and kind of went off the rails and he ended up having this like ridiculously successful album so it's a bit of a testament to you and to him that when you put emotions into a a record and you have a success with a record that's a better way than just kind of like going off on one really do you get what I'm saying yeah and on the flip side too like I think that you know, a couple of years later when that did happen with Britney, you know, she put out records, you know, rather than like shying away from what had happened, yeah, I think kind of like owning it and kind of whatever. And like, I think that because we're talking about two of the like the biggest artists of all time and two of the most influential for at least my childhood and, yeah. and my adolescence and me as an artist and as a writer. And like, I think the one thing you can learn from both of those experiences is that like honesty and authenticity wins. And yeah. we live in a world where our fans and our audiences, they can see everything. And if you mm. try to hide something from them, they will find out. Yeah. And so you're better off just like speaking your truth and, and being honest because I know for me, like when I put out without me, my fans were like, we believe you. Like, we can tell, like, this is how you really yeah, feel. You and we feel honored that you shared this part of you with us, you know? And then it's like, my mom taught me when I was a kid, if you lie once, then you're going to have to lie 99 more times and it's going to blow up in your face. So, like, for me, with, like, my songwriting and stuff, I've always just been like, just tell the truth, Ash. Like, even if it's hard, just tell the truth. Like, because then you'll never have to look back in a couple of years and be like, who am I? Like, when did I start telling all these lies as, a, as an artist? And like, now I have to backtrack and undo all this and correct all this so I can feel like myself again. 